Baruch Hashem, today we begin the new Masechta, Masechus Gitin. And Bez Hashem, just as we finish the last, we'll continue on and finish this and many more. The new Masechta, Masechus Gitin, deals with the laws of divorce primarily, and we begin, Daf Bez, and today we're going to have three sections in today's Daf. So we begin that there is a Takana that Chazal enacted when a person brings a get as a shliach, a representative, to deliver a get, shliach to deliver a get to someone's wife who's in Eretz Yisrael, he's bringing it from outside, he needs to say, So the first section deals with the locations that he brings it from that would require him to say this language, that it was written and signed in front of me. So the Tanakhama's opinion in the Mishnah is when he brings from anywhere outside of Eretz Yisrael, although Rashi says, excluding Bavel. Bavel, he wouldn't have to say that. Rabbi Gamliel says, even if he brings the get from Rechem and Cheger, which Rashi learns is the Targum of Kadesh and Bared, which are cities very close to Eretz Yisrael, but not Eretz Yisrael, he would also have to say, Rabbi Yezer adds, even from Kfar Ludim to Lud. Kfar Ludim are outskirts that are just outside of Lud, which is considered part of Eretz Yisrael. Nonetheless, he would have to say, if he brings the get from Kfar Ludim to Lud. The Chacham say, he is required to say, if he brings the get from Chutz uh, Laaretz to Eretz Yisrael, or Eretz Yisrael to Chutz Laaretz, or if he brings a get from country to country in Chutz Laaretz. Now, Shemim Gamil adds one last point on this topic, which is that even if he brings a get from one country to another, and there's some sort of a uh, blockade that doesn't allow travel between the two, there's two rulers in one area that split up the area like East and West Berlin, he'd still have to say, Funny enough, Funny Nechtam. We have a Machlekes, Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Meir regarding defining the borders of Eretz Yisrael. Rabbi Yehuda says what the borders are. Rabbi Meir argues on one point and says that Akko is treated like Eretz Yisrael, which is its northern uh, border. It's also part of Eretz Yisrael, whereas Rabbi Yehuda says that Akko is the northern border, but it's not considered part of Eretz Yisrael. It's treated like the north. The final point the Mishnah says is, is that if somebody brings a get in Eretz Yisrael itself, he does not need to say, Fanenath, Fanenachtam. We'll see why in the Gemara the Takana wasn't enacted there. And even if there are protesters, they'll have it validated either, they'll validate the get either through the Edom that are signed or others who recognize their signatures. Now the Gemara, second section of the day, tells us what is the reasoning behind this Takana. So Rabbah says it's because people in Chutz Laaretz are not B'nai Torah and they don't know the law of Lashma. So when they say, we'll question them, eventually deducing that it was also written for her sake, the Kasavla, for the woman and not for any other reason. Rava says because there's no witnesses around to validate it, and being that that's the case, the husband could show up and protest, ruin the validity of the get years, la- years later. So when he says, he's treated like two, and he validates the get in the face of any protest in the future. And there's three nafkaminas between them. One nafkamina is where two people bring it, so that's considered a validation. You don't need to say, according to Rava, but according to Rava, there's still an issue of Lashma, so you'd have to. Alternatively, one country to another, or one area to another area in Eretz Yisrael. So the, the Lashma is not an issue, but the travel between them is an issue, so you'd have to validate it. The protesting could be a problem. And the third nafkamina between the two shitas would be if it's in one country, Medina Sayyam, meaning it's within one region, one specific area. So according to Rabbah, they're not Lashma, so you'd still have to say, according to Rabbah, there are Eid Mitzvah and Lakaima, there are witnesses around to validate it. Should there be a protest, and therefore you shouldn't have to say Okay, the third section of the day analyzes the opinion of Rabbah. The Gemara wonders, according to Rabbah, you need to validate that the get is Lashma. 
Now, Lechayra, even if you have to validate, if you have to validate the Getz Lashma, how can you rely on one witness for that? You should need two, like any testimony in the Torah. So the more answer is, this is an Eidecha Nema Be'isur, and one Eid is believed regarding Yisur. And the problem is, is that this is not like a general scenario of Eidecha Nema Be'isurin. Firstly, the problem is, if you learn it's two steps here. Firstly, that there's a Cheskas Isra already established. And Eidecha Nema Be'isurin is only believed when there's a suffix on a piece of meat, is it kosher or not? So one witness is trusted to validate that. Here, she's certainly an Eishas Ish. Secondly, there's a Dover Dover, Xereshava from Mammon that we learned to Arias, to Forbidden Relations, that you need two. So how is one trusted, assuming you need to validate, really, that it is Lushma? So the Gemara answer is really, the issue of Lushma is a minute issue. Because most people in Chutzel Aretz do know the Halacha, that it needs to be written for her sake. Secondly, even according to a mayor who says that we're worried about the smaller percentage of people maybe that don't know Lishma, here, since the Sofrim write it and Sofrim generally know the Allah of Lishma, there's no issue. The Rabbanan required, as Rashi explains, because the Rechoshish, maybe you found somebody with the same name and the same wife's name, and really this wasn't written for her sake. But that's a very small possibility. Turning to Gimel Medalef now. So the Gemara says, but because of Iguna, because we don't want this woman to remain unmarried and stuck, unable to remarry, they were lenient to say, even if one witness brings it, he can validate it against the small possibility that there was an issue here. So the Gemara wonders, but one second, how can you say this is a leniency on her? If the husband shows up later and contradicts it, it'll become a tremendous chumrah against her. She was an Ashish Ish, her children are mamzerim from her second husband. So the Gemara answers, since we know that when the witness, when the shliach delivers this get, he gives it over in front of two or three witnesses to Machlechus later, that witness is, that shliach is going to make sure, that messenger is going to make sure that everything was done bekashras before he delivers it because he doesn't want to ruin his own reputation. He doesn't want to ruin himself. Therefore, we're not concerned a husband's going to show up later. And even if he does, says Rashi, we're going to actually trust the shliach over the husband and he won't be able to ruin the get retroactively. Okay, we're stopping here at the top of Gimel Medalev. Tomorrow we'll move on and discuss Rava's opinion after we've just validated and explained Rava's opinion. Everybody have a wonderful day.